0: Hey everyone, Christy McClellan here, and I want to invite you to a brand new event from Lifeway Women called Feast. At this event, you'll be invited to feast on God's Word by studying the Bible in its historical, cultural context. We're going to get to know the Bible in its world, in its native habitat, text, and context. You'll experience teaching worship led by my 25-year friend, Laura Cooksey, and fellowship with other women around the world. Come and learn with me that the living God is better than we ever knew. Visit LifeWay.com slash feast to learn more.
1: Hello and welcome to the Mark Podcast. I am Elizabeth Hyman. I'm here with my co-host Kelly King. Hey Kelly. Hey Elizabeth.
0: I'll let you say hey. You know, we've got that little intro down (laughs) so I've got that figured out and I'm not going to interrupt you (laughs) at this point. We have a special
1: Sort oh, of a script, a script that we me, yeah. that Kelly tried to flip last week. That would be flip really great. Yeah, well,
0: we got flip the script author Chuck <laughs> Peters with us. Okay, everybody, hang on because the energy
1: level is gonna go way up yes. today. We're so, very excited. Yeah, so Chuck Peters is with us and he is, um, he works with us at Lifeway, yeah. and you are. The host of the Kids Ministry podcast. That's so right. You, the Kids
2: Ministry 101 yes, podcast.
1: Yes. Oh, wow. So if you listen to that, you'll recognize his voice, his perfect podcasting voice. I, I feel like, thinking yes.
0: That. Kids <laughs> Ministry 101. I <laughs> yeah. always wanted yeah. to be a radio guy. Yes,
2: so yes. like, as a kid listening to the radio, the DJ was always like, oh, I wish I could do that and cue up <laughs> the songs. Yeah, you I, got that, it. That's you do. Like, you have it. If I ever had another career, maybe uh-huh. that yeah. would be
1: it. There you go. Well, I think you, you get to do a little bit of that in a your job little bit. A little so bit. So tell true. us a little bit about yourself, what you do at Lifeway, your family, all of that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a lot. Oh, there's, yeah, a lot there's a lot of stuff you know, in there. Like and all out. those
1: things. So
2: I tend to be, you mentioned energy. I t- I'm an enthusiast. So <laughs> okay. Enneagram people, I'm a total seven. So everything is exciting and I like that's new fun. things party. and yeah. lots of different things. So I tend to be a good talker. Uh, I grew up in New Jersey in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. And so I'm also a Yankee and a northerner, and so I kind of have that little bit of northern energy too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so uh, and I love pizza. So. Oh, Be, growing oh. up in the okay, Northeast. But, yeah,
1: New York like style. What kind of yeah, what kind pizza? of pizza? Yeah, I know this is like. You say a...
2: New York style, I say New Jersey style. Okay, okay. I, is it I think the same New Jersey or pizza is, is better. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Large. It's okay. Got, okay. So uh-huh. the bigger the diameter, the better.
1: Okay. And there's okay.
2: reasons for this, like scientific oh, okay. reasons, right? So yeah. the ratio of crust and sauce uh-huh. and cheese changes if it's a small diameter pizza. Yeah, that makes
1: sense to me. The personal
2: pizza? No. Mm. Okay. The bigger pie you can get, the better. So, there are good places yeah. everywhere yes. around the country. It's New York style, yes, but being a Jersey guy, yeah, I just can't go there. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the Statue of Liberty is in New Jersey, by the way.
0: That's right. Oh. It is. I did right. know that. It faces New
2: York, yes. but it's in New Jersey.
0: Yes. Little known facts. Fun, fun, fun fact. facts. Oh. Yeah, yeah I did so not your know family. that. Family. Tell us about your family. My
2: family. So, uh, my wife, Chris, <laughs> I grew up in the Pacific Northwest and uh, Washington and Oregon, and then moved to Wheaton, Illinois. Her dad was. In uh, the Christian missions world okay. in Wheaton, mm-hmm. her mom worked at the college and she went to high school there. And so she's a Chicago girl. I'm a Jersey guy. We met at yeah. school in South Carolina at Columbia <laughs> Bible College, now yeah. Columbia International University. Okay. And so we were a CIU, got married yeah. two weeks after graduation in 1992. Yeah. It's been a while now. <laughs> and uh, I moved her back to New Jersey and I was a student pastor and we did that. <laughs> she was in preschool ministry at the same church. And so we did students in preschool together. Which was really fun. Uh, But, you know, we were really young. And so we had like six jobs just to make ends meet and all that. So my interest has always been in media. And so Mm -hmm. I studied communications. TV, film, and radio Was like I mentioned, the radio thing is what I always wanted to do. So I studied television and video production and did that simultaneous to doing ministry And in the 1990s, there was very few opportunities to put the two together. There was very little, except for like the two Christian radio stations, you know, or whatever Mm -hmm. else. Uh, There wasn't a lot going on for a media professional in the Christian world. And so over the course of time, I had parallel careers doing ministry, vocationally and voluntarily, Chris and I together, and then... Looking for these opportunities to bring the two, which yeah. eventually happened for me down the road, but it took a lot of years of running the two parallels. We have four wow. kids, yep. so we you do. I after didn't we know were in New Jersey, okay, <laughs> these are yeah. these are
0: the new things. I So learned. I brought okay, her to yes.
2: Jersey, and so uh-huh. uh, then we were there for a few years yeah. and moved to California because when you want to be in media, that's what you do. Right? Yeah. Uh, her dad, my father-in-law, was a pastor at a church in northern california a town mm-hmm. called chico uh-huh.
1: okay. not
2: chino chino's southern california uh-huh. with the prison chico's northern california and yep. it's like known for being like the party school <laughs> oh, of, the, of the country or something anyhow didn't go there <laughs> for school yeah, for the record, but moved there uh, <laughs> yeah. to connect with him and see what to do. And, yeah. and then I chased down a career. So my two uh, two daughters were both born in Northern California. Okay. They're now both in their 20s and both recently married. So that's fun. We have a grandbaby on the way. You were mentioning Aww, your so grandma fun. name. Yes,
0: KK. Yes. Yeah, I'm so K-K. we're trying to work
2: out Yeah, like, I I have names going to be.
1: It's one of the first questions people ask you, too. Is it,
2: what's your grandma name going to be? Yes.
1: It's yeah. like a thing. Is that, oh. yes. Is that as much a thing in New Jersey? I mean... Uh, I've heard that that's like a southern thing. It could yeah. be a you have southern like all thing. the different You're names right. for everybody. I mean, first of
2: all, I'm a I'm a guy, so yeah. I'm not really in oh, tune with that yeah. stuff anyway, and I was young yeah, when I was there. Yeah. Maybe more
0: so for women. Maybe. But did you But have, it is a thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've it's very that. much
1: in the south like you don't have just like I had a grandmother, which yeah. was very rare. <laughs> like so, people yeah. are like, "Oh, you actually call her grandmother? grandmother?" And i was like, "Yes, it's very formal." <laughs> yeah. We, so she was, was not a d- formal person, but that's just what yeah. we call. her. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: when I grew up, we called my grandparents Grandma and Grandpa right. Peters or Grandma right. and Grandpa Carpenter mm-hmm. and that's what it was. There was yeah. no right. name. It was just that. Right. So yeah, we're working on that. We're working on that. That's fun though. So uh, and then we had, so two girls yeah. uh, by birth who were both born in Northern California and then two sons who came to us through adoption. That's awesome. Uh, internationally from Ethiopia. Okay. So my girls are uh, Tally and Tristan. Okay. My second daughter Tristan is in children's ministry full time. Oh, She's fine. a children's ministry director at our church. And that's been so fun to watch her journey. Mm. And then our boys, Tyson and Tate, Uh uh, came to us when they were four and 18 months old as a sibling set uh, from Ethiopia. So I've got two teenagers, two out of the home and two teenagers in the home. They're now 15 and 17. So pray for me. We're we're (laughs) in the teenage boy years right now.
0: Oh, you survived. Which is fun, Yes,
2: yeah. Absolutely. It's an adventure.
0: I'm just sitting here and I'm thinking I'm hearing this about your story and I'm thinking, I love the way the Lord uses some of the things that you thought, like with radio and yep. with media. And even now that you are, you know, over kids ministry here at Lifeway, you are using the things that you bring in with everything that you've, and I just, I think that's so cool the way God uses all of our experiences to kind of mold our past. For sure. And you know,
2: it's, that just makes me think, Kelly, that it's, you know, when you're in something in the moment, you're like, just, I don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing Mm -hmm. today. And it doesn't always make sense when we're walking it in real time. Mm -hmm. Like with my sons, the challenges you go through raising teenagers Mm -hmm. and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff, it's hard right now, but I know that years from now, because of the rest of my story, when we look backwards, we see how God fits all those pieces together to bring exactly Mm -hmm. all the preparation and qualifications and experiences to put us right where we need Mm -hmm. to be right now for such a time as this. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's And even your
1: background, we were talking about your background sets you up for what you're doing now, like this big project that you're working on with LifeWay. Mm -hmm. So tell us about that and Hi-Fi and the new – Curriculum and what that is, and all those things.
2: Yeah, so in my role, <laughs> uh-huh. I have the great honor of leading the kids ministry area mm-hmm. at Lifeway. So, you know, as a publishing company, yes. we create a whole lot of resources, sealing mm-hmm. the floor at Lifeway. Right. And often, or, or, or the way that we're organized is is it's like the church with ministry mm-hmm. areas. And yes. so, I have preschool, or birth through sixth grade or so before Uh they go off to the student ministry area, right? And so any resource that we make for the church is made by my team. Yes. And so we create... Vacation Bible School—that's a huge mm-hmm. one. Yes. That Lifeway VBS is huge, and I know the listeners out there—we've got huge fans of all the yes. VBS mm-hmm. music that we can all. We sing. We were just mm-hmm. quoting it
1: yesterday. We were in a meeting, um, and we were talking about names of God, and somebody yeah. said Jehovah Jireh, and I was like, God, our provider. Yeah, <laughs> like I remember the like yeah. hand claps or something with that. song All the hand from motions, and, yes. you know,
2: tumbling tumbleweeds. Right. Yes, all that's the right. things that we do. Submerge. So yeah, all those VBS songs that stick yes. with you. My team creates all of that, yeah. which mm-hmm. is. Awesome. That's uh, And then, uh, presently, well, I can't say presently, up until recently, yeah. three full lines mm-hmm. of curriculum that we make yes. every week all year yes. that serve nearly 30,000 churches every week in kids mm-hmm. with the Gospel Project, right. Bible Studies for Life, and Explore the Bible Kids. Yeah. So, and those are just the yeah. curriculum things. We also have right. Team Kid and short term resources and training events that we do and all kinds of different things. And and you think conference. of
0: that? Thirty thousand churches yeah. then multiply the number of preschool and children yes. millions. Yeah. It's it's, uh, the impact of that and the weight of that probably too, you know, of just saying, hey, we want to serve the church well. And some of those
2: churches that we serve are very, very big and they'll have thousands and others are very small and they'll have a handful Mm -hmm, of kids and they're all important, right? Because Mm -hmm. there's no, there's not a different value on those children. It's just how do they gather? And so we need to be aware of the needs of leaders in small churches as well as big churches and create resources that work everywhere mm-hmm. as effectively as, as they can. So
0: so yeah. the New Line Hi-Fi is reaching out. We really are—the desire is to reach a demographic that we're not even reaching, yeah. right? So talk about
2: that. So we, Lifeway, we have a long history with, yeah. as the Baptist Sunday School Board and right. then becoming Lifeway, yeah. where we have served— Children and families, really, because although we minister directly to kids, we serve families, Mm -hmm. right? Yes, that's right. Moms and dads and aunts and uncles and grandparents and whoever the grown ups are in a child's life are impacted by ministry done to the child Mm -hmm. or with the child. And so, this history of of creating trustworthy biblical Mm -hmm. content for Sunday school and for children's ministry in all kinds of different settings. Uh, is a rich history that Lifeway has, okay. and so you know we've we are known for creating trustworthy content that's right. <laughs> biblically faithful and that is you know uh, mm-hmm. that's uh, trusted by churches uh, to know that it's going to be safe and accurate mm-hmm. and, and well done. Um, and and in that we've got this long history of doing that a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so m- most curriculum resources, dare mm-hmm. I say, up until really recently, are paper based.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
2: They're usually quarterly. Quarterly Mm -hmm. literature is what it was when I came in, right? Years ago,
1: absolutely.
2: And you may still think of it that
1: way,
0: listener. That's okay. Do you you have your quarterly? Yes, or like Mm -hmm.
1: we got to order new literature. Like, that was, I was a Mm -hmm. church secretary for years, so it's like it's time to renew the order for the literature, and that's like what we would call it. And all of that assumes,
2: or because it's been accurate, a certain way of doing ministry, Mm -hmm. which in many churches, what that looks like is small rooms. Yes. where kids are divided by the grade that they're mm-hmm. in where they have a Sunday school teacher and maybe a flannel board or you know some <laughs> kind of little something yeah. that they're going to use hold up a teaching picture that's on a piece of paper and right. an activity sheet that the kids do at a desk or a table yeah. and that's kind of the way and that still works in many yeah. places oh, yeah, right absolutely. so that's yeah. that is not obsolete that right. is still the standard uh-huh. however more and more, there's a new kind of church with a different kind of need mm-hmm. for a new kind of resource. Mm-hmm. And so, you mentioned hi fi. Yeah. Hi fi is a brand new ongoing curriculum. Yes. If so, that means it's going to happen all year, every year, forever every and ever yes. until yes. it stops. <laughs> uh, that is different. And yeah. so, we've created it from the ground up to be not exactly the opposite of what we've done, but to be, but to not be. Picking up the template of what we have in our other resources and just Mm -hmm. applying that to a new teaching um, study plan, it's a whole different experience. And so at LifeWay, we have a a new kind of a internal, what do we call it, a motto, our mission statement. It's that we design trustworthy experiences that fuel Fuel ministry. And (laughs) so this in our space the last big release that we had in terms of curriculum was 10 years ago with the gospel right. project.
0: Yeah. So we just mm. celebrated the first decade. Yeah. I know.
2: Yeah. And so 10 years has flown by without us. The gospel project still seems new mm-hmm. in a lot of sure. ways, but it's been a decade. And so as we looked at what does the church need that we don't already provide, right. we came up with this concept for Hi-Fi, and the big goal in it was for us to be aware of the needs of the current church Mm -hmm. in a Mm post-Christian context in areas of the country that Lifeway may not have served well historically. Mm -hmm. So we have Strong, being a Southern Baptist publisher, Mm -hmm. and we're located in Nashville, Mm -hmm. we serve a lot of churches that are in the South and the Southeast. And not quite as many in the Northeast and West. Mm -hmm. So as we set out to create this new resource, I've used that as Mm -hmm. an acronym, NEW, for Northeast and West, where we need Mm -hmm. to be aware of the different cultural needs of churches in Mm -hmm. New Jersey and Chicago and California, places that my wife and I have lived, (laughs) uh, where church is just a little different. And the people who show up have a different background and a different understanding of Uh, Their worldview, and especially in today's culture, understanding the worldview of the kids that we're trying to reach Mm -hmm. in the context that they live, we we wanted to be careful to not try to make something in the South in the Bible Belt Mm -hmm. that feels very Baptist or very Southern, right? And then try to apply it in Colorado, right? And so what we said is let's we still want to stay true to who we are. Mm -hmm. We are still Mm Lifeway, right? And we are absolutely committed to biblical fidelity and all the trustworthy content and being true to the Baptist faith and message. All the things that we are committed to are still true. However, the way we do that and the way we present that for the church is completely different with Hi-Fi.
0: It's really like being a missionary and going to a different country Mm. and you understand the context, you understand the culture. And so really what you all have done is said, What is our context? What is the culture? And not anybody can use it. It's not just for the Northeast and West. And I've even
1: thought about, like, I was part of a very tiny church plant for a little while, and we were doing some more inner-city ministry here in Nashville, and the— way that our church was set up, we were like renting a space on Sunday mornings. And so we had to move in and move out. And we had Mm -hmm. a very small children's ministry if we had any kids show up. So it was like all ages were together. So this kind of thing, and like when we would try to do vacation Bible school or whatever, we had like, there wasn't that starting point that a lot of churches like, have of, like, this kid has been in church their whole life, so they know, like, what the Bible is, who Jesus is, Mm -hmm. who Paul is, but these kids did not. And so trying to—I think this would be applicable for lots of different scenarios, but with that kind of culture in mind of, Mm -hmm. hey, these don't have this base of, like, knowledge that a lot of us— that grew up in the church environment, even if we didn't grow up in church, Mm -hmm. in the environment of it, kind of just have. It's like in the air in some ways, you know. So how do you do that, Chuck? When
0: you have that, when that's kind of your goal and the audience you want to reach, what does that look like?
2: Well, so it really starts from two places that have to come together and intersect. So one is research. And mm-hmm. the other is cultural awareness. Yes. And so we, my team and I have done a deep dive. So first yep. of all, we bring our own experiences to that. We um, have our own awareness. Mm-hmm. Having lived in different parts of the country, right. you know, it's mm-hmm. nice to have a team. And we've built a team that includes mm-hmm. people who live in Seattle and who right. live in different parts yep. of the country yep. uh, or are from different parts of the country who have helped yep. us build the resource so that they retain, they live in that context. Yes, right? so. Even though they work for us, they live there. And so that just being immersed Mm-hmm. In what it's like to live in Washington State, yeah. for instance, or Southern California, helps us keep our finger on the pulse of what's right. real in those spaces mm-hmm. with those actual children, and then research. And mm-hmm. so we we started this. We we knew we we had an idea, which our president Ben Mandrell and his mm-hmm. wife Lindley brought yeah. to us before coming to Lifeway. They were church planters in Denver, Colorado, mm-hmm. and as good loyal. SBC people, they looked to Lifeway to say, hey, what kind of resources do we have? And the reality is they tried to use our resources that we currently make Mm -hmm. in that context in Denver, and it just wasn't working. Mm -hmm. There was too much assumption on Mm -hmm. awareness of just Bible knowledge, Mm -hmm. who was Paul or who is, whatever. Uh, And then, you know, uh, those... a resource like the Gospel Project, which is a fantastic resource, uh, yeah. is chronological. Right. And and so it's a comprehensive chronological Christ-centered curriculum. Yes. I like alliteration. <laughs> yeah. that's yes, a yes. Part of my, but that's a good way shtick, to, right? to describe yeah. it. Yes. So but in that it builds week over week. Right. And so, so if
1: you just come in for one week.
2: <laughs> in a context yeah. where the norm and this is more and more the, the case everywhere where mm-hmm. you don't have kids every week. Right. They're with mom one week and dad another. Gotcha. Or they're yes. they're there one Sunday and then they're away for travel travel ball. Mm-hmm. And right. they're not there every week. It's it's easy to lose them in the story when mm-hmm. each week builds. And so we said one of the first assumptions we need is we need a resource where every week stands alone if that's mm-hmm. the only thing that you get this month. Okay. So things like yeah. that have really come together. But I mentioned the research. Yes. The, the, yeah. We partner with yes. LifeWay Research mm-hmm. to do some uh, analysis of data Mm -hmm. on what is happening in the culture and in the church. And you mentioned kids growing up without a a church background or without a biblical worldview is Mm -hmm. what we've learned, is that each subsequent generation, and it's true, it's a a decline that's steady Mm -hmm. going back to the, the, the greatest generation and then through baby boomers and Gen X and millennials and on down... Every, with every generation, the culture identifies less and less as Christian mm-hmm. and have less and less connection to a church. And so most of the children who are Gen Z and Generation Alpha that we're looking to serve mm-hmm. today are raised by parents who are, in some cases, millennials who were not raised in the church at all gotcha. right. or maybe had a very loose connection mm-hmm. yeah. to anything Christian. And so we have a generation of kids in a in a post-Christian secular culture being raised by parents who don't have a biblical background. And so Mm -hmm. we're in a place where a lot of these – it is like missions work. Kelly, you mentioned that, where we have to build – we have to have a new starting point. And so as we studied church attendance and generational behaviors Mm -hmm. and what are the big felt needs of kids in this generation, and that was some of the most enlightening – uh, mm. information that we uncovered yeah. through the research.
1: What were a couple of those? Maybe something that surprised you or something? Yeah.
2: Like yeah. 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 It's, it, it's Well, so we know... Uh, Anecdotally, but also mm. through the research, that kids of this generation are different. Yeah, <laughs> they are the most connected generation of all time through technology. They sure. they were born with a phone in their hands, mm-hmm. right? Where with with my generation, yes. that was yes. something that came later in life. Right, kids were born with it. Our kids have iPads in their cribs in some cases, <laughs> or in the shopping carriage in the store. Kids on the phone,
0: or they uh, FaceTime with their grandparents like they're, my grandparents. Yes, they're <laughs> absolutely. Digital natives, yes. and so okay. that
2: technology is is mm-hmm. innate mm-hmm. Uh, in the culture. Uh, But – so they're the most connected generation of all time in history Mm -hmm. through technology, Mm -hmm. but they are the most lonely and isolated generation of all time in real life. IRL Mm -hmm. for you kids out there. (laughs) So they don't have real-life relationships. Mm -hmm. Their early childhood was impacted by COVID to such a degree that they were masked and Mm -hmm. isolated away from other kids. And so just the idea of gathering together – for many kids, mm-hmm. produces anxiety. Right. So anxiety, anxiety is a high, is huge, high, level. Yep. Mm-hmm. high, high level of anxiety, mm-hmm. uh, social anxiety and all kinds of different things where just the idea of gathering together can be mm-hmm. something that's difficult for many mm-hmm. kids. So uh, what we've learned, big mm-hmm. things that we've learned is we need to approach them differently because of that. We, we know that until a kid feels emotionally safe, mm-hmm. they will be closed off gotcha. from hearing. Right. And so faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So we need to communicate truth to them. Mm -hmm. But if they can't hear us because they're anxious or feeling unsafe, we have a barrier. So we need to build into our programming strategic ways to break down barriers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's not something that happens accidentally. That's something that we need to do intentionally. That's very different. And so in in Hi-Fi, as we've done the research and that research Fed yeah. into a book that's called I didn't want
0: to <laughs> yeah. forget that we I guess had that. We should mention too. that. It's yes. sitting in yes. front of us
2: on the table. But so, yeah, so my team and I uh, wrote a book called Flip the Script. And Flip the Script is, uh, it's available on lifeway.com if you want to check yes. it out. It's a really beautiful ministry, it's, it's a research and ministry strategy book right. for the next generation of I mean, preschool fun kids and, and it's
1: it's easy. I mean, yeah. it's not, it's got a you lot can, of like guess. charts and graphs and lots all of information. And it's beautiful. And, yeah, I think it would be a great resource for if you are in children's ministry or if you have kids in children's ministry or if you just know a children's ministry leader to get them this or make sure they know about it Um, because it's such a helpful thing. I know when I did children's ministry, I would read resources like this to kind Mm -hmm. of just be like, okay, so where are the kids now? What are they doing? Because I don't have kids, so I don't know all that stuff. Just like by osmosis of being around them so just trying to find um, information like that and where we can have a starting point and know how to reach them well yeah, yeah.
2: so we we do yes. have if uh, yeah. it, the we do have a free digital copy yes, of this book that we can too. offer to anyone yes. listening share it as far and wide as you want That's it's right. just it's a free PDF download yeah. uh, and you can find that at lifeway.com slash flip the script download yeah. I think we'll put it we'll we'll in the show it's notes it's a long <laughs> yeah. URL to type in but flip it's worth flip the it. script
0: download you can remember yeah, it. yeah, yeah, people, the yeah. download
2: yeah. and then you can get a copy a digital copy at least sure. of the book right. this is sure. something that really should be on the shelf of every yeah, preschool so kid or student ministry leader uh, yeah.
0: I was thinking that too uh, and yeah. so mm-hmm. it's
2: it's it's a gr- not just because I contributed to the book but there's such no, great stuff info. in here to help us understand the needs of this generation and this culture and so we wrote this primarily for ministry leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I have had, Elizabeth, so many people come and say, would you rewrite a version that's for parents? Because yeah. parents oh, do this okay. too. I don't okay. know that we're going to do that, that's right. so I promise. But they right. can probably
1: but still like read this. Yeah. And that get, speaks to yes. the value
2: of yeah. this information right. to understand yeah. our right. own kids. Yeah. So you had asked, what were a couple of those big mm-hmm.
1: needs uh-huh, in the moments. culture? Yes, there
2: absolutely. are two big things okay. that stood out clearly far and above that are... The big cultural needs of the generation. Mm-hmm. The first one is the big cultural need for belonging. Mm-hmm. So we know kids are longing for belonging, mm-hmm. and they're looking for people who will accept them and love them and welcome them, and uh, that needs to be us in the yeah. church, mm-hmm. right? Kids, kids will are going to find this somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and if if they don't find it in the church. They will find it elsewhere. And Mm -hmm. so we as the church need to be the people who see them and acknowledge them and love them. And I say every child in the church needs a champion in the church. Mm -hmm. So the the role of the leader today who is culturally aware is one of relationship. Mm. So because belonging is such a big need— We need to connect kids in relationship. And so the book is Flip the Script. We use the word flip as an acronym for four key relationships. So every kid, and this is for in the church, every child in the church needs to find a friend. That's Mm -hmm. the F. When you have a friend, you want to attend. Right. Mm Right, so the, we've got to be intentional. And When we have a, a kids ministry program where the format is sit still, face forward, be quiet, we don't have friendships. Right. Yep. So kids ministry needs to be loud and clear,
1: mm-hmm. and yes.
2: so loud because there should be volume.
1: Yeah, kids are sure. noisy. They're so noisy. let's not <laughs> right. let's not keep yeah.
2: shushing them. Let's allow them to be noisy and harness that in a way that lets them create connection. So mm-hmm. that needs to be connections in these other ways. Yeah. So friends, the L is for leader. Every kid needs one adult leader who knows their name, their needs, and their situations. Mm. Uh, uh, someone who mm. misses them when they're gone on those mm-hmm. weeks yes. when they're away, and who celebrates them when they come back. Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed you, Marcella! I haven't seen you for two weeks. Where have you been? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. We need
2: leaders who are committed and mm-hmm. consistent and connected, and that's a different thing than leaders who are Bible teachers. Yes. Right. Right.
0: And I've seen that. Like when I have. Been a volunteer in children's ministry. The ones who are consistent, that are there every week, those kids walk in the door, and it is—it's just magic to yeah. see them just go up to that leader and just feel so connected. Mm-hmm. They want, and not only the friend, but they do—they want to be there because this adult cares for them. Yes. Um, I, yeah, that's a good. That's a I'm good point. a
1: substitute teacher in our Me children's too. ministry, and so and I actually usually substitute for Kayla Stevens, who's one oh, of yeah. our uh She's the at yeah. p-
2: publishing team leader yes. for High Five. Yes, yeah.
1: and so I feel like I'm like stepping into some big shoes when I come in, <laughs> and they'll always be like, Miss Kayla doesn't do it this way, and I'm like, Oh, that's <laughs> okay. Funny. I'm so sorry, <laughs> but they like really respect her, and I can see that even when she's not there, um, that they are just like, This is how we do it with Miss Kayla, and I'm like, Oh. Well then, let's do it that way. Here, you know, you I know? call them
0: kid
2: whispers.
1: whispers. Yes. I mean,
0: like they really there. There are certain people who are yes. just so good at just.
2: I'm like, but man, but as a leader yeah. in kids ministry, it really changes the type of volunteers you look That's for, right? right. Because if right. we need to recruit yes. people who are master teachers, yes. who are. You know who are intellectuals or communicators. That's really different than creating someone who who is going to love and care for right, kids. Right. Right. Now uh, we can carry the teaching part. That's why yes. our resources do mm-hmm. that for you. And yes, you need to be able to communicate to a degree, sure. but with hi 5 we've mm-hmm. built a resource that doesn't require the volunteer to be a teacher. Yeah. It requires you to love kids yeah. and create connection. So, so friend, leader. So friend, leader. The I is influencers. Okay. okay. Everyone in the church is an influencer. Yes. Right? This is what kids want to grow up to become, so an yes. influencer on social <laughs> media. So we know that influence is something that you only gain when you first have trust and respect. So I call it T-R-I. Trust plus respect equals influence. Mm. And so we gain trust. We have to earn that. We gain respect. We have to earn that. But once we have it through relationship, we earn it. Another thing we know about this generation is they don't listen to just anyone just because you, right. they don't trust mm-hmm. denominations or institutions mm. or... Just the person up front with the microphone as an authority, Mm, but when they know Miss Kayla or when they know Miss Elizabeth, (laughs) uh, even though she's not Miss Kayla, but when they know (laughs) you, they'll listen to you because there's Mm. trust and respect, and Mm. so therefore you have influence. Outside of relationship, Mm. you cannot do ministry anymore where you Mm -hmm. to kids and students where you have a person stand up and read a piece of paper Mm. if they're a stranger. You can't read a piece of paper. You have to be connected mm-hmm. so that they'll hear what you have to say. So that's I feel like Amy
0: Joe Grady kind of mentioned that yes. on that podcast. So go back yes. and listen to that podcast too because she talks about Gen Alpha and yes. kind of that outside influence. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a yeah. That was good a good
2: episode. I yes. endorsed that episode absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, so yeah. So influencer, but everyone's an influencer. The person right. who high fives a kid yes. at the door. The person who who. Uh, walks them down the hallway mm-hmm. the one who plays a game with them in a in a little huddle or who leads a uh, leads the worship time everyone's an influencer when kids see believers as adults mm-hmm. interact with each other mm-hmm. that influences what christianity okay. looks like what our faith sure. looks like and so right. everyone has influence everyone sure. in the church and then the p uh-huh. is an important one that's pastors. Mm-hmm. And so kids need to know that the pastor of the church is their pastor too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that the pastor is a person, not just yeah. a persona on a platform. Mm-hmm. So we need to be intentional about bringing pastors into preschool kids, and student ministry yes. spaces, mm-hmm. oftentimes kids' ministry and students are isolated in a different wing or maybe yeah. a different building across the parking lot, and they may not have any opportunity to interact right. with the pastor. So that doesn't mean the pastor has to come in and lead a lesson, but to just right. come in and be like, hey, we're going to do three questions with Pastor Ian. What do, you, what do you like for breakfast? Do you have a dog? What's your favorite? <laughs> Whatever. And yeah. just to build yeah. relational connection yes. so that now when he is preaching, they're they feel like they have a friend in that pastor. So mm, flip. Yeah. So the sense that. for belonging. Yes. Kids need to feel belonging, to feel connected. And when they feel that they are seen and heard and known mm-hmm. and loved, those barriers that we mm-hmm. talked about come down, mm-hmm. and eyes, ears, hearts, and minds are opened to hear and receive.
1: Yeah. I love that. And that's not just this generation. I was actually that's reading a—I um, mean, I think it's more profound, maybe, a need yes. that they feel more and profoundly—
2: pervasive, yeah. Yes,
1: but it's definitely something—I was reading a book that's a secular book by a secular author yeah. about cults. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I'm, like, weirdly interested in cults, but— um, <laughs> Not to join one. We'll talk, we'll I'm just talk about interested that later, In the, the, yes, we'll in that, the yes. like sociology mm-hmm. and the linguistics. Mm-hmm. This was a, ling- a linguist who was yeah. talking about the language of cults. And she said, she was just going through, she was like, we. See cults on the rise when people need belonging. And she was like, People yes. always yeah. need belonging. It's almost like we're programmed to belong to something. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I it is so. almost like we were yeah, created for, sure. for community for connection. Yeah, and, and community. connection. And so um it was just interesting to see her from that very secular, like non-Christian perspective, a non-Christian yeah. worldview, see that need and how we as Christians know the solution to that. We know right. like the ultimate belonging um in Christ and then with each other. And so that's something that i think is going to be Mm -hmm. just more and more prevalent and more and more a need for us to show like you belong here you belong with us we belong together we um can show you who you belong with like the ultimate belonging and how we reflect uh the trinity with Mm -hmm. that and so it's such a a beautiful thing to see this curriculum and this research kind of back up that um and how we can like Make that happen in our churches. And so I love the acronym because I think that's something that we can demonstrate. Like you were talking about influencer, seeing how they interact with each other, see how we welcome people in, see how we belong to each other and we talk to each other and communicate as a family. And that can definitely influence the kids, yeah. so I so love them.
2: The, the interesting thing uh-huh. to me, the, that light bulb moment, is <laughs> yes. that the, the new approach to ministry, which we're talking about, the subtitle of the book is Disrupting Tradition for the mm-hmm. Sake of the Next Generation. Mm-hmm. We get stuck in our trenches, right? right? And what, a groove can become a rut if we're not careful, and we mm-hmm. get stuck in how mm-hmm. we do things. Mm-hmm. The new thing is a very old thing, right? And that is Discipleship is relational. Yes, it's discipleship is always and only yeah. in a context of relationship. It's and like so, whose
1: idea was that? Yeah, <laughs> right. that goes back to Maybe. follow me, right? Yes. or it goes back us. to like uh, we created them in our own that's image. True. True. You know, yes, like absolutely. it's yes. a fellowship from yes. the very beginning. Well, Deuteronomy yeah.
2: six is is the mm-hmm. passage right. often cited in king ministry, <laughs> yeah. right? It's you impress these things on your children mm-hmm. when you sit down and rise up, and when you walk along the yeah. road. And so, pulling from that and looking at the model Jesus. Used with the disciples, Mm -hmm. he called them by name and he said, Follow me. He didn't say, Study what? No, we do study, and they did study, but the call was, Walk with me, right? And Mm -hmm. as they walked, they talked. And Mm -hmm. so, discipleship is walking together and talking together, Mm -hmm. and so we can't just talk at kids. We have to walk with kids. And then they'll hear what we have to say. So that first big takeaway was Uh the need for belonging, the big cultural need for belonging, which we address by being intentional through the resource Uh in helping churches create stronger, better, deeper relationships in these four
1: areas. I love that. The
2: second big takeaway, which is really the other half of the Uh Hi-Fi resource, is the big cultural needs around answering the questions of identity. Mm -hmm. And so we know in our culture that word identity is almost a – A trigger word, Mm -hmm. right, with all the gender identity issues and the different things that are going on Mm -hmm. in the culture, honestly, these these two words, belonging and identity, when we first hit on them, I was a little concerned that the church may not be ready for us (laughs) to lead with these words. But the truth is, we have to answer. We as LifeWay, but we as the church, Mm -hmm. have to speak to these real needs of real kids in a real world. So we have to speak to identity. So Mm -hmm. there are different approaches to what we teach and how. Right what we instill in our kids. And there's a couple, I think of it like a bowling alley. You Mm -hmm. guys bowlers.
1: I have My bowlers. parents yeah, I'm were terrible, bowlers, My
2: parents were terrible bowler, but My I have My parents were bowlers like they were in leagues <laughs> yeah, and we had bowling trophies in our house. I never Love was, it. but like they had their own ball, their own bag. So, I don't <laughs> oh, know. Oh, if you had your own ball, your own <laughs> bowling ball yeah, and wrist brace, like yeah. Or you know, your own shoes, the too. towel that like has some kind of bowling yes, phrase on it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So,
2: is. I think of that where we right down the middle is where the pins are that we want to hit and and the pins are sort of shaped like a heart if you kind of go with me on that, right? We want to hit the heart of the child, which is the strike. That's right down the middle. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, if we're not careful, we can, in a very well-meaning way, hit one of two gutters Mm -hmm. where we unintentionally may hit the gutter that says your faith as a Christian or what it means to be a Christian is all about what you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's Bible knowledge. And if we can just teach kids all the Bible trivia and they can answer who was this and what was that and how many commandments and what are they and all the – if they memorize the content – in the head, that that's what it means to be a a mm-hmm. Christian, and we know that's not yeah. fully true. We, yeah. Knowledge is important, Right. So, but but if we don't hit the hearts, we miss right. the child. We can, right. and that tends to create Pharisees, right? Who mm-hmm. who are knowledgeable but not transformed. Yeah. And the other side is that our faith is what we do; it's mm-hmm. behavior. If you're a believer, you don't do this, or you do do this, right. and you don't go there, but you do go here on. Wednesday night or Sunday <laughs> evening or whatever, yeah. right? And we know there's, mm-hmm. it's easy to fall into legalism on either side. Sure. And so what we know to be true is when the only thing that really matters is, yeah. is reaching the heart. So we can't talk about ministry based on behavior modification. We have to focus on heart transformation. Right. And so when we get there, behavior follows, yes. knowledge mm-hmm. follows because now there's transformation. So it's really all about going for the heart. Yeah. So, in all of that, right? Yeah. We have this: the heart of our faith isn't what we know, and it's not what we do. That's not where we start. Those are outcomes; those are fruits. Right. Mm-hmm. The root is in our identity, mm. and so as we speak to this idea, the big cultural need is kids search for who am I? Who what, you know? And then you identify with certain groups of people as the people who where you belong based mm-hmm. on who you think you are, and those people speak to who you are, and so we as the church need to tell kids, hey, you you don't have to search for identity because God has already revealed that. Mm -hmm. And so the whole study plan for Hi-Fi is 12 simple biblical identity truths about who you are because of who God is. (laughs) So each one, each month, we'll study one truth. I am known, I am loved, I am designed for a purpose, I am meant to know God, I am here to do good, I am here to tell others about Jesus. I am set apart. I am broken, but not beyond repair. I'm forgiven in Christ. And so these I am statements are the core that we want to impress on the hearts of all these kids. And over the course of the year, they will learn 12 things, one a month that tells you who you are. I am known. And but it doesn't stop there because that's very me centered. Right. It's I am known because God is. And so every yeah. one of those is attached back to a truth or an attribute about who God is. Mm-hmm. I'm known mm-hmm. because God knows everything. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And he,
2: therefore, he knows me. And looking at Psalm 139, not just who you are, but he knows your thoughts and your right, heart and right. the words you're gonna say before you speak them. He sees you wherever you go. You can't run anywhere where you can hide from him. So This is the approach we take, where we'll study these 12 simple biblical identity truths Mm -hmm. so that over the course of a year, every kid will understand that their identity is rooted in who God is.
0: Okay, I'm going to ask you a really practical nuts and bolts question, because I don't know if anybody else is thinking this. but So there's these 12 months, and it's an ongoing curriculum, Mm -hmm. so if I purchase Hi-Fi— do I fall? like, can I just
2: join at any time? Yeah. Is
0: there, like, do I start at one point? How does that work?
2: Yeah, well, in the same way okay. that uh, we say we, we assume that no kid, potentially a child, won't right. be there every week. Right. We know people might want to join at any point in time. So there is no beginning and no ending to okay. High Fly. So <laughs> we've laid out our study plan, these 12 yes. truths, in a circle. And so we will go around and around the circle. There's no first session or last session. Right. We rotate through 12 truths that we've divided into three big categories. One is God's passion for mm-hmm. me. One is his purpose for me. And one is another P that I'm having a hard time remembering <laughs> oh, right that now. That's funny. Uh, yeah. um, my position before yeah, him. Yeah, And so those are – thank you. <laughs> Who wrote this <laughs> right. book anyway? Yeah, so, uh it, In that, you can join anytime, and it's not really a purchase. So Hi-Fi is different. So it's all digital. There's no paper. There's nothing that's mailed to you. It's instant access once it's up and running. Mm -hmm. Uh, First use is in September, so September 3rd or 6th, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. coming up really soon. Uh, And it's accessed uh, immediately, digitally. Uh, And There's a lot of cool things about it because it's digital. But it's not exactly a purchase. It's a subscription. So, like, you subscribe to, I don't know. Netflix magazine, or Hulu yeah. or something where you access <laughs> yeah. content. Hi-Fi is media-driven. Mm-hmm. We use a lot of okay. media to carry the heavy lifting of teaching right. along with in-person stage host and small group leaders, right. uh, activities and discussions for kids and things. But it's media-driven and digitally accessed. So, yeah.
0: That's, that's awesome. Great. You can start yeah. anytime.
2: So yeah, you do that. And like, so it okay, doesn't matter so, what month you start, right. you just continue. And when we come back right. around, so the whole study plan is these 12 truths. Right. And the goal is that we will go over them again and again and again, year oh, over absolutely. year. But each time we come around, that truth is dressed in a theme. Okay, so to get good. started, the first theme, I am known for September, the theme or that the truth is I am known, the theme is zoom in. So God zooms in up close and he can see you up close, right? Okay. So the zoom in is the theme. Yeah. We have a theme song like you would have in VBS. That's sure. the zoom in song. Uh, and it's different for preschool and for kids right. I'm over preschool and kids student ministry is also a part of this right. it's a next gen resource uh-huh.
0: yeah we should mention
2: that that there Absolutely. is life for students
0: i think yes. I, I think sometimes we are even around lifeway it tends to be preschool and children oh, yeah, it is no, students. it's for the yes. next generation it's so next gen
2: resource birth through high yes. school and each one of those is completely unique right. and, and contextualized to yeah. that age group so yeah. preschoolers I have something think sometimes
1: people are like Oh, theme songs! I don't know if our seniors in high yeah, school no, are gonna no. like and do hand do motions, that
2: That's to, you right. know. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah.
1: But preschoolers all about it. And preschool <laughs> songs are very different right. than kids' songs, right? Exactly. <laughs> very
2: much like VBS, we use the music mm-hmm. to help teach the content. Yes, the memory verses baked into the mm-hmm. song, and the big things to take away, and uh, and the themes in the the Bible stories that we use the passages are aligned in preschool and kids okay. uh in there could be old testament or new yeah. testament depending on the truth we're teaching week to week in the student space they're focusing in the yeah. gospels okay. and in the ministry yeah. the ministry of Jesus sure. yeah. so your identity is found in Christ and that's mm-hmm. the big thing we need to communicate yeah, you right. be- you belong in the Mm -hmm. church, and with other believers, Mm -hmm. and your identity is in Christ.
1: Yeah. So the 12 truths are the same for high school through birth through high school, I guess I should say. Correct. Okay, so like your church could do, your next-gen ministry can all do the same truth, Mm -hmm. but they might be studying different scripture passages in the student ministry than in the preschool and kids. Right, so we
2: align on truth. Right. So what that means is the whole family for the month of – January, yeah. is studying the same truth, yeah. the same big truth. And then we contextualize that. Right.
1: Down. That makes so much sense. Yeah.
2: yeah. So with parent resources and family <laughs> nights and family events that we're including and all the different training for leaders, wow. it's all wrapped up in there. Yes. Well,
0: I know. like This has been a project that you have had your hands in for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And we've been so excited so about exciting. it, doing it. Um, we're We're like, out of time, yeah. but I do I do want to ask real Absolutely.
1: quick, because yes. I know Hi-Fi is spelled like my last name, yeah, and it's H-Y. not one that's <laughs> easy to spell. So tell us just real quick how you can find out more about Hi-Fi, where you need to go, right. and all that kind of stuff. Real
2: quick, let me tell you about the name Hi-Fi, yes. just really fast. Yes. So yes. people yes. say is Hi-Fi an acronym? and it's eh, A little, yeah, kind kinda, of. Yeah. So <laughs> because with the belonging and identity side, mm-hmm. we use it, it changes or it can change. So when you, a child first arrives, on the mm-hmm. belonging side, we say hi-fi stands for here you feel included. Yeah. And on the back side, here you find identity in Christ. So H-Y-F-I yes. is hi-fi.
0: The, <laughs> H-Y-F-I. The website
2: is myhi-fi.com, which is yes. M-Y-H-Y-F-I.com. There you M- go. That's M-Y-H-Y-F-I.com. Awesome. We
1: need a little jingle for that. We, we like do. The, we need those, uh, Maybe we just Carpet cleaners it. that we all my know, hi-fi. the 1-800 <laughs> <like, you> number. <know, laughs> yeah. So
2: myhi-fi.com is a place you can read about preschool kids and students Iterations of the resource, and you can click through to get to some free preview and sample sessions, so So you can check it out. Because it's all digital, it's customizable, like paper stuff isn't. So there's so much cool stuff in the way the interface works that you really have to see it to try it.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and we'll have a link in the show notes as well. If Mm -hmm. you if you did not memorize the myhyf.com
2: and Chuck,
0: you know this is the March podcast. We cannot finish without asking you our question. Tell us something that's
2: marked you in your walk with Christ. Uh, so I've spent time on this. So like I listen yeah. to the podcast. So yeah. I've, I'm familiar <laughs> with this. And I, I went back to listen to a few other answers to say, yes. what, where do I go? Yeah. And the truth is, I have a hard time picking one thing. So oh, yeah. I've got like Everyone three. So maybe does, I can yeah. come back another time <laughs> sure. and share another yes. one. Sure. <laughs> but as I talked about this, I'll just rattle off two and then I'll hit one. So okay. one of them I think of is... Is parenting, mm-hmm. and so I have learned so much about the Lord in my walk with Him, mm-hmm. after becoming a dad, especially yeah. now with teenagers where yeah. I where, that are difficult sometimes, yeah. and they make decisions I don't. That that's a big <laughs> one. Uh, another one is the music. That Mm. I listened to and Mm. listened to as a child and a teenager, Christian music's influence on my life has been huge. I don't think
0: anyone has ever said that. Yes, that's that's true. My
2: brain is this weird repository of commercial jingles Uh and Christian music (laughs) in my head that everything comes up. Yes. But the one that I would share, that I would say uh, as I was thinking through this, that's maybe the biggest impact was opportunities I've had to go on short-term mission trips Mm -hmm. to other countries. So uh, I've been to Honduras Mm and to Pakistan and to China, got our boys in Ethiopia. I've never been anywhere outside the U.S. that's been a first world country.
1: Oh, wow. (laughs) Only the third world, Jamaica,
2: mission trip to Jamaica. And in no. every single case, the first one especially, and especially for mm-hmm. parents to take their, their kids and teenagers yeah, yes. on trips, yes. my worldview was completely blown up the mm-hmm. first time I went to Honduras and spent a week there yeah. with kids in a barrio mm-hmm. teaching VBS yeah. and working my on husband a basketball My just did court. that this summer. you right? <laughs>
0: He went to Honduras yeah. in the same area and did VBS. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah.
2: yeah. So that, that's one of those things mm-hmm. where uh, – That opened my eyes to the reality of the world. Mm -hmm. When we look at at how much we have, I came home just looking at Mm -hmm. how—I've never thought of myself when you read all the things about the rich man Mm -hmm. in the Bible, the Mm -hmm. the rich person. Oh, my goodness. Even the Mm -hmm. poorest of us is so rich compared to most people in the world. Mm -hmm. Right. And to see the need, uh, even the joy that they have in places where they have no Mm possessions— Makes changes how I see the world, uh, and it changes my heart for the world. And so to have mm-hmm. opportunities to interact with, with uh, churches in India who are using our VBS and things mm. like that, it's just been so wonderful, amazing to see. Yeah. But those opportunities to, those where yeah. I've taken to go to these yes. different cultures on a short-term trip has completely been transformational in my walk.
1: I love that. And that's been the same for me as well. So I think we definitely are always encouraging people to Mm -hmm. get outside of their comfort zone, whether that is in Mm -hmm. the United States somewhere or it's, you know, across the world. So I think that's definitely something that has marked all of us in Mm -hmm. some way or another. Yeah. I've had that opportunity. And again, another reminder of how God has used those yeah. Trips
0: to mm-hmm. to really even influence this new curriculum too, yeah. because you've you've seen that you've seen different cultures and, and that the, helps.
2: The world is at our door. Yeah, right. We For don't sure. have to go. We can go across the street and right. have an that's international right. ministry, and yes. so that's living our lives in front of the world is really mm-hmm. all it's ever been: discipleship yeah. in relationship.
0: For so. sure. Yeah. Well, Chuck, Wow, this has gone by so fast, I and know. I know our <laughs> listeners have loved just hearing your story, but also just you know, this wasn't just an advertisement for Hi-Fi, but it's really the heart behind it yeah. and why we feel like it's so important. So thank you so much for being part of our podcast today. It's
2: such an honor to be here yeah, with both of you. It. So thank you. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, listeners, thank you again for joining us for the Mark podcast and we want to see you back here next week. Bye. Listeners, we are so excited to have the second part of our series with Edward, and we want to just tell you a little bit more about his story and about how the impact of Operation Christmas Child has made in his life.
1: Yeah, so you were a recipient. Of a shoebox. So tell us about how receiving a shoebox, the Operation Christmas Child shoebox, we have one here in studio um, for our audio listeners. It's right in front of us, and it's very uh, festive, red and green. Um, But tell us how receiving a shoebox marked your life.
3: Like my dad put everything, set up the first um, belief and trust of God in my heart. Mm -hmm. But life was not easy for us. Mm-hmm. We challenged uh, many difficulties and uh, went through up and downs in life. But in everything, my dad will always say for us to focus on the Lord, to know that God has put uh, a mark in our heart to work with Him.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, for me, receiving a shoebox was a miracle, was the next miracle. The first was for my family to be called to the ministry. And when God put this shoebox in my
1: hands
3: Mm -hmm. and my brother was with me, that day was really special Mm -hmm. And uh, because receiving a a shoebox was just a free gift. Mm -hmm. Growing up, we didn't have any opportunity to have a gift. Not a Christmas or birthday gift. My parents work hard every day with uh, no income. And receiving a shoebox from nowhere was just mm-hmm. so special. Mm-hmm. And, and I, was, I was so happy. I was ready to open it to see yeah. what is inside.
0: <laughs> Can you tell us how old you were and maybe a little bit about what it looked like? What was the situation?
3: It was an outreach event. Okay. And with all the kids there, we didn't know we would receive Operation Christmas Child Shoebox. It was just an event. Mm-hmm. And if you know Africa and you know that we love dancing and music, mm-hmm. and we came there <laughs> and they gave us a shoebox. The green and red, yes. the colorful boxes mm-hmm. and everything gifts, we want to go home, my brother and I, to open our shoebox. And that day was amazing. Open that shoebox. And saw the first thing was a soap. Uh-huh. It was really special. My parents struggled to buy it every single time. And a toothbrush mm-hmm. I was sharing with my brother. And uh, the special item was my wow item. And it was a yo-yo. It oh. was a green yo-yo. And uh, since then, I love that <laughs> yo-yo. And that was really special to open that shoebox and to see all the elements that I really need that God, Set there for me. And mm-hmm. that marked my heart forever because I will always remember what God did for me that day.
1: I love that. And I love that you called it a miracle because it's a miracle that we can all participate in, Mm -hmm. which is something that we don't often get a chance to do, but we can participate by packing shoeboxes, participate in the miracle that God is doing to help spread the gospel to places and by meeting physical needs, like you said, Mm -hmm. but also just giving some fun gifts and just celebrating the gift of... Christ through giving to others. So um, we'll have some details in the show notes about how you can pack a shoebox and all of that as well and be a participant in the miracle of Christmas giving. That's right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: As you've heard from Edward, Operation Christmas Child delivers good news and great joy to children around the world through gift-filled shoeboxes. Shoebox gifts provide an opportunity to present the gospel to boys and girls in a clear, child-friendly way.
1: And you can pack a shoebox, too. Drop off your packed shoebox during the third week of November at one of their 4,500 drop-off locations across the country. Visit samaritanspurse.org OCC for more information.
0: Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heinemann. Use the
1: hashtag Marked Podcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifewayWomen.com slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a
0: great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time.